0: You're listening to the OKC 82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris, the best place for OKC Thunder basketball, a part of 107.7, the Franchise Podcast Network.
1: (sighs) OK, I'll just go ahead and say it like uh, this is take two. I screwed up. But hey. (laughs) You know, everyone's screwing up tonight, just like the Thunder did. The Thunder lose in L.A. to the L.A. Clippers, 108-92. to 92. I got the score wrong on the first time. So, uh, this is Brady Trantham. Uh, with me, as always, is my uh, co-host, Madison Morris, who is... Hello, hello. Um, bless her heart. She has to wake up super early. So everybody send your thoughts and prayers to Madison Uh, Morris. Say
2: a nice prayer for me guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, say your prayers for the thunder because the shooting woes continue. Um, say your prayers for Madison Morris as well. Um, and with us in studio is Chisholm Holland who just got done, um, hosting the post game show on the franchise on 107.7, the franchise 107.9 Tulsa with us. And yeah, Chisholm, everything we just said. Let's let's talk about it again. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. You had a back. good play. You run it twice.
2: All right. Well, let's run it back, Brady.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. Basically, the story of tonight is the Thunder's two best scorers, Paul George and Dennis Schroeder, did the opposite of scoring. They missed pretty much every shot. They shot twenty one percent combined. They were nine of forty two from the field. And it was the Steven Adams show, the Alex Barina show in the first half. New Orleans Noel played really well sporadically. Um, it just, man, I mean, what was it? Chisholm? this team shot seven to thirty three from the three point line. Yeah, seven to thirty three. Yeah, twenty-one percent for the three-point line. Yeah, of course. There's no Russell Westbrook. There's no Andre Roberson. That uh, does not help that stat. That, <laughs> 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 yes. But you know, you put in, you you add Russell Westbrook, you're probably going to get a, a a nice little boost in your scoring output. But still, I mean, outside of a third quarter in Oakland the other night against Golden State, I mean, Paul George has not shot the ball well. Dennis Schroeder has had some nice takes. Um, a little bit, he had a little bit of a better game in, in uh, Golden State tonight. He was just off. And a lot of that, Paul George even said it in the, in the post-game interview, as soon as Doc Rivers figured out that Bobon Marjanovic basically took away the Thunder's plans in the paint and on offense, the Thunder had no answer. It, it was it was incredible. Bobon just basically just stands there and the Thunder can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Boban was—he's uh, not normally a wrecking force on defense. That's not exactly what he's known for. Uh, he's known for being huge and being able to dunk without a uh, jumping and being on his tippy toes. That's what he's known for. Uh, defense <laughs> is not his thing, uh, but for whatever reason, and Paul George talked about it in the post game. To your point, for whatever reason, it was—it was a monkey wrench in their plans. I don't—I don't know exactly how he affected it to that point where suddenly their offense just became inept for four quarters, but it happened, uh, and I don't know if that's a. Well, it's early in the season. They probably don't have a whole lot of sets, which is true. I'm sure they don't have a whole lot of offense put in already. I mean, they've only gone through training camp. They have 80 more games to go. Um, so they have a lot more offense to learn. But from a coaching staff, you can't let one player like that who plays, I, I don't know how much Beaumont played, but it can't be more than 20 minutes. You can't let him just completely derail a game plan. Uh, you got to be able to adjust in the fly. Uh, and that's something I would take away from this game as far as the, the coaching staff. Offensively, they have to be able to adjust just for one thing can't just completely derail a game.
1: I mean, Madison, you, you followed this team, you know, for years, obviously. Uh, it, it's always kind of the same recurring themes. The team struggles to shoot consistently from from three and the bench outside of Ennis Cantor a few years ago, outside of James Harden years ago. The bench will routinely struggle to keep up the leads that the starters are able to put forth tonight was the opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the bench. The bench is the reason why the Thunder didn't get blown out in the in beginning of the game to start off with. I mean, uh, they start off uh, in a 16 0 hole. Um, L.A. shot, what, 7 of 8 from the floor. Oklahoma City start off 0 for 5 with two turnovers. Um, it, it was just terrible. Like, Paul George couldn't get anything going. Steven Adams started really, really bad. He was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Neurons Noah how to come, come in a little bit earlier just because I think. I think the back issue is still kind of lingering with Steven, but it's hard to say considering he had a 17 and 18 game with six offensive rebounds. But, yeah, it, it, it was odd to see like guys like Nerlens Noel and Alex Brance basically save the Thunder from getting blown out in the first half, and they are uh, eventually able to take a lead in the third quarter.
2: Well, no, absolutely. And there was one point Billy Donovan put the starters back in, and we're all saying, no, like, do not. No, no, this is not what this team needs right now, especially facing the Clippers and how well that they were doing. But... I don't know. You look at the performance that Stephen Adams had, and yes, he had 18 rebounds. Yes, he had what 17 points. That's great. But at the same time, you're watching him, and I was saying this on our postgame show. You're watching him, and you're saying, "Oh my! Like, what are you doing out there? Like, this does not look like the Stephen Adams that we know." It, he was very slow, a little lethargic, and I don't, I don't know if that's his back messing up or messing with him. But he just doesn't look. He's strong still, and he does have some good looks. He has some good plays, but. He just has a lot of moments that you're just kind of like you could have you could have gotten that. And there's a lot of times that he's out rebounded just because those guys move faster or they have a little bit more of a reach than he does. And I yelled this and I think it was like the third quarter. Two hands. Like he had there were three times that the Clippers had three consecutive offensive rebounds and they were able to keep the ball on their side of the court because we could not hang on to the defensive rebound at all. And they would just swipe in and just, like, pop it, pop it back out, and they would get it. And I was like, guys, two hands. Like, do not let them get looks like that, because then they're going to use that to their advantage, and then we're going to suffer from it, and guess what? We did.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to what Madison's saying, Chisholm, the Thunder's best rebounder isn't in the game yet. He hasn't played He hasn't played <laughs> it down yet. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's, sadly for Steven Adams, who has a double-double in the first two games of the year, Russell Westbrook probably... Um, According to Royce Young, who put out his thoughts based on everything he was able to see it shoot around earlier today and talking to Thunder officials, and basically the thoughts of a lot of people, including myself, Russell Westbrook's first game is going to be Sacramento Sunday night, home debut uh, in Oklahoma City, so (laughs) sadly for Steven Adams, some of those rebounds are probably going to go away, but... Um. Other than that, I mean, we I kind of mentioned it er, um a little bit earlier. And Chisholm, you had the little hot, you had your little hot take in the post game show about the Thunder possibly having the best one two punch in terms of a uh, the center position with Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel backing him up. Uh, Nerlens certainly played up to that thought because, yeah. um, I mean, everything you were able to see in preseason. Now I know he he was kind of. Sp- he was kind of lackluster in his offensive outputs in the preseason, but a lot of the things that Billy Donovan's really talked about were there. His ability to get back when he was out of position on defense. The guy is so long. He can be out of position, out of frame, and then just take one step and be in perfect defensive position. That's incredible, just from a backup center position. I mean, it's kind of the opposite um, with uh, uh, the, the opposite of having Ennis Canner who gives you a lot of great offensive scoring outputs, but really struggles on defense. New Orleans kind of gives you the flip side of that. But tonight, New Orleans had a really balanced game. Uh, like I said, he started off the game in the first quarter and the second quarter with a steal. He extended two possessions on offense by uh, tapping the ball out back to Paul George or Dennis Schroeder, um, finished some tough layups, finished a, a put-back a, a put dunk, had a block. Um, yeah, that is what you want to see out of your backup center. And, I mean, if the Thunder win this game, even though Stephen Adams has that great um, box score, I really, really was wanting to say, you "Nerlens know, Noel won the Thunder this game." I mean, I mean, but kind of just talk about what you were saying in the post game show for everybody that didn't get a chance to listen. But the Thunder having the best two uh, one two some center um, output out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, center is a position in the NBA that's really kind of going away. It's going by the wayside. Uh, So there's not a lot of great ones out there, and there's definitely not a lot of great backups. Uh, So when you think about it, I mean, the only two—I went through all the depth charts during the postgame show just because I was like, I have to be forgetting someone. Hassan Whiteside and Bam Adebayo are up there. I don't think that's better than Nerlens Noel and Stephen Adams. Uh, and then the next one is Al Horford and Aaron Baines. I don't know about either one of you. That, I, that one's closer, but that's still not as good. Now, Nerlens Noel could fall off a cliff at any point during the season, and it wouldn't shock me. Suddenly he's eating hot dogs at halftime. He's wearing sweatpants to the press game or the postgame show. Like, I mean, the guy's, a, the guy's a little bit of a nutcase, which is why he's bounced around the league. But just from a talent perspective, he's the only rookie in NBA history to average two and a half steals and two and a half blocks in a season. The guy is so talented on the defensive end. He has a real opportunity to make a big impact on this team. At 15 minutes tonight is how much he played. Obviously, we have a center in Steven Adams here at the Thunder who's incredible. And Steven needs to play 36 minutes a game. But, man, we have to find a way to get more creative ways to get Nerlens on the floor if he's going to play this well. And he has been hustling, and that's something that Nerlens has never been known for is hustle plays. And I can think of a handful of plays where he's doe for balls. So he's already clearly making a conscious effort. He needs to be rewarded. He's one of the better players on the team right now, maybe not in two weeks. But he's one of the better players right now, and he needs more minutes. He needs to be in the rotation.
2: I think Nerlens is one of those, he's one of those players that I think progresses with each game. Like, we saw him in the preseason, and it was kind of a, like, I don't really care. Like, But he actually really started to step up at the end of preseason, going to Oakland. He was pretty good. Tonight, like Brady said, very well balanced, was really good on defense, had some really good offensive shots. He had, what was that, that little 180 dunk he got, he like... Got the ball here, jumped around, smacked it down, loved it. And so, I don't know. I think Nerlens, if he is going to continue to progress and progress as the season goes along, he's going to be very valuable when it comes to putting Stephen Adams back on the bench to give him a little bit of resting time.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, he, along with Alex Abrinas in the first half, really um, corrected the Thunder's just abysmal start. Uh, Abrinas started um, started off 2-for-3 from the three-point line. He ended up 2-for-4 in the first half because he took that half-court heave that kind of almost went in. Uh, This is a much different Alex Abrinas than uh, Thunder fans have been accustomed to, unless you paid a little closer attention deep into the postseason last year when a lot of fans kind of just checked out after that you know the game two loss, the the Ricky the Ricky Rubio blood crusade that Russell Westbrook went on. Um, you know, Brunis really kind of distanced himself in terms of uh, being able to physically pl- play up to the standard of um, being a defender on the perimeter uh, in the NBA, at least to the point where Billy Donovan can. can uh, basically trust him out there for an extended period of time. And what, tonight he played 32 minutes? Yeah. yeah. He played 32 minutes, and a lot of that probably stemmed from the fact that he was on fire in the first half. He had 10 points in the first half, finished with 10 points, and that's kind of the problem with Abrinas is just the consistency. But uh, like I said in the post game show, a, a guy like a guy like a who's a spot up shooter, just kind of a specialty player or a role player, you want to see aggression, you want to see confidence, and I, I've seen in two games I've seen that out of a and that's I, I couldn't say that for a. a huge chunk of last year, and so I think going forward, that's going to give Billy Don at least the thought that, okay, if Tannis Ferguson isn't comfortable in the starting lineup, maybe you can slide in Alex Abrinas see if that works, but that's going to create its own problems, too, because the Abrinas is then going to be playing with starters and not going to get as many opportunities as he would get playing with a bench mob, so, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the second quarter um, with Noel and is kind of getting the Thunder back, um, like, we, like we said at the beginning of the show, the Thunder start off in a 16-0 hole, and then they outscore the Clippers thirty to eighteen from um, from the eight twenty eight mark in the first quarter, and uh, kind of go into a 13-1 run deep into the second quarter and in, in, early into the ha- um, right until halftime. Third quarter was a lot of the same. The Thunder, you know, they had about a five seven point cushion every every time you kind of look up back at the screen, and you know they were playing well. Paul George, while he wasn't shooting particularly well, was really finding Stephen Adams under the rim a lot. I think they had two or three awesome um, dishes to one another. Um, so basically, your best player while he's not shooting well, he's at least trying to affect the game positively in other aspects. So you 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 like that output from Paul George. And in the third quarter, he was nails defensively. He just he shut down the Clippers and was quick to get back in transition. Was just quick to rebound. And uh, really gave me the thought. Okay, the Thunder going to start off this game terribly, and then kind of escape LA with a solid victory over a team with a lot of talent. And then the fourth quarter happened. And the fourth, yeah, quarter. the fourth was the fourth was wow. terrible. It, it was just, I mean, credit to the Clippers; they certainly earned it. Um, let's. They outscored the Thunder thirty-seven to fifteen in the fourth quarter. Um, like I said earlier, Paul George, Dennis Schroeder, nine of forty-two combined. Paul George fouled out with a minute and twenty-two left. Um, he. Kind of continues to have foul trouble without Russell Westbrook on the floor, taking up some some defensive responsibility here and there, and some offensive responsibility as well. Um, the Thunder overall seven of thirty three from the three point line. It's it's just the same problems, and I don't really know what this team can do other than just say, okay, well Russell's going to come back, and everything's going to be fine. Because while your back's kind of against the wall playing opening night against Golden State no one's going to expect the Thunder to win that game. Okay, that's a wash. They played fairly well. This game you've got to win. L.A. is not a playoff team. I mean, they could make it, but I don't think anyone's going to... I think a lot of people would be shocked that they made the 8th, 7th seed. These types of games you have to win. And if you don't win them, once you get deep into the season and you, and every team around you is separated by a half game, you're going to look back and say, "Should have closed in L.A. at the at the beginning of the year." And I hate to say it because it's only two games into the year, but the Thunder can't afford to just start off eight and twelve again or something like that. They have to get the ball rolling quickly. And yes, Russell might come back soon, but I mean Chisholm. I mean, are, are you panicking? Panicking at all? I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm panicking, yeah. but um, it's certainly something that. You know, Just from covering this team, I'm just a little tired of, of some of these excuses.
0: Yeah, uh, I maybe mine's the opposite. I've covered this team for a few years now, and I just know they got off to slow starts. It's just almost like clockwork at this point. Uh, but for me, it's still, knowing Andre Robertson wasn't going to be in the starting lineup, we didn't anticipate the setback, but we knew he probably wasn't going to be in the starting lineup to start the year months ago, uh, basically when he had the injury. Uh, we were pretty sure he wasn't going to be able to be back for opening night. The Russell Westbrook setback about him not being ready— I think that threw a little bit of a monkey wrench into it. And missing one starter is one thing, missing two starters is something totally different. And missing two and a half starters, which is really kind of what they are with Steven Adams back injury. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just it's just tough. Um so for me it's and I, I said this in the post game show, it's not that the fact that they lost the game, it's just how they lost. And it's they lost because the first half of the first quarter they were asleep. They were just in no man's land, and we see that over and over and over. And the coaching staff talks about addressing that, but it never gets fixed. And it's not—it's—it's it's a whole new crop of players than it was five years ago, but it's the same systemic problems. So I don't know what it is in the Oklahoma City water, but this team just starts out slow of every game. It feels like, and so I mean, it's those re- reoccurring issues over and over that we see that that seem more to be the problem. And one of the ones I harped on was, you know, Patrick Patterson was supposed to be this big upgrade defensively over Carmelo Anthony. I didn't see that tonight. No. Danny Gallinari had his number, um, and he put up 28 points, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been 26. Uh, But, I mean, Gallinari was getting anything he wanted, and Patrick Patterson couldn't do anything about that. So those are the things I'm worried about. Not the loss. Uh, The loss doesn't worry me. But just those things that that's going to be the same problem six months from now. If Patrick Patterson can't guard athletic fours, that's going to be that's gonna be an issue six months from now. Uh, if the Thunder continue to get out to slow starts, that's going to be an issue six months from now. Those things worry me, not the loss.
2: Yeah, no, I'm kind of a chism on that. I don't really look at this loss and automatically panic and say, oh my gosh, so we're already 0-2. We've already had two road games. We couldn't finish on those. Okay, but you have to understand, like, it is the beginning of the season. You don't want to just look at these losses and just be like, okay, we're totally gone. You need to look at the players and see how they're performing individually and... I agree with Chisholm. Like, I was so gun ho about Patrick Patterson in that starting fight. Yeah. And I told so many people, I said, this might be a very unpopular opinion, but I really see Patrick Patterson over Jeremy Grant, over Alex Sabrinas. I didn't really even see Terrence Ferguson in there, but, I mean, hey, what, whatever. But, I don't know, these past couple of games have just kind of been like, oh, maybe not, because Jeremy Grant has actually done some pretty good things in, the, like, these two road games, so... I don't know if Patrick Patterson is someone that needs to stay in there. I feel like he is someone who will stay in there. Yeah. And on the topic of not panicking, Paul George had a quote in tonight's postgame, and Royce Young posted this on his Twitter. Paul George said, It's no panic. We've got one of the best players coming back to our team at some point, but I take a lot of pressure on that. i still got to get this group ready to go. And I was kind of tweeting about that earlier. I felt like these two games with Russ out were Paul George's like key chance to step up as a leader of this team. And not necessarily, like, the face of the franchise, like everyone is saying, but, you know, Paul George, everyone was really harking on him to come back. He came back. He solidified here. And now these two games were his chance to step up as a leader. He did great things in Golden State. We couldn't close out the win, but at the same time, he was at least performing like we were expecting and right. hoping he would. But tonight, he just really wasn't. And, I mean, everyone's going to have their off games. You can't really look at that and just say, oh, okay, he's a goner. Like, we don't like him anymore. Yeah. But... At the same time, you know, I think Paul has a really good point there. You can't rely just on one player. And, you know, Russ being out, yeah, that's going to have a major effect on this team. But, you know, when he comes back, you can't just be like, okay, well, now we can breathe easy. Russ is back. Can I
0: do my uh, Paul George soapbacks for a moment? Go right ahead. Okay, so everyone always complains about Paul George's shooting, which rightfully so, he's not shot well. Uh, But Paul George is literally like the apex mountain of J.R. Smith. Yeah.
1: Like this, it's who he's been.
0: That's who he's been his whole career. And what I mean by that is he is hot and cold.
1: He shirtless he, Paul George. He no. will, no, he will no, go it, five
0: it, games and be Mui and fuego, and then ten games can't hit anything. No, yeah, and that's who he's been since his it rookie. Probably
1: year. wasn't sunny today in L. A. Yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, like, you never know. He, he only shoots well when it's warm and nice and sunny outside. So, Thunder
0: fans who were like, "I can't believe Paul George can't hit anything tonight." Those are going to happen, and they're going to happen a lot. But there's also going to be games where he's like the third quarter Golden State Paul George for the entire game. Like, that's just who he's always been. He he averages 23 points a game because he scores 14, 15, 16, and then he'll have a 45, 45, 42. Like, that's just who he's been forever. Mm -hmm. So, that's what you expect. Everyone, really,
1: really, really good J.R. Smith. Quit expecting him to score 25 consistently. He's not Kevin Durant. I I mean, that's a luxury for your second best player that 20 teams in the NBA would love to have. Right. Is a guy that on any given night can just drop 30 points like that just right. in, in in an instant. Now, I think there is something to be said that Paul George probably st- is struggling with the fact of being the guy. I'm not trying to say that he doesn't have it. He's he's an all-star. He's 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 on pace to being an, a hall of fame player. He went toe to toe with LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's he, got it. He's he's got it. But I think there is something to be said about the chemistry that he and Russell Westbrook developed last season. I think when Russ comes back, I don't know if you're going to see this frequent poor shooting, these types of poor shooting performances. Now they'll still be sp- sprinkled here and there just because this team is just doomed to have inconsistent, inefficient shooting outputs. But Paul George is too, he's too damn good for this to be kind of a recurring theme over and over and over again. So when Russell comes back, I expect a much different Paul George and therefore I expect a much different Thunder team. But again, Paul, look, to what Madison said to him um, when he, when she was talking about, um, what Paul George said after the game, like, yeah, we're not panicking. We've got the best, one of the best players in the world coming back at some point. He's not wrong, but I mean, that's what we heard last year.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like let's not pan, we're not panicking. There's no panic in, in the locker room because everything is new. All the pieces are new and we're going to figure it out. Well, they didn't figure it out. It was, <laughs> and I'm not trying to say that the same thing's going to happen again, but, uh, yeah, but I mean that's just kind of the, that was just kind of the game tonight. So I mean we can kind of go right into um, uh, the questions portion of the of the uh, podcast. And uh, Madison actually DM'd you the. Uh, um, questions, and it was all from one person. So if you would like to, I'm going to try and look up something real quick. So if you don't mind.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I got him right here. Yeah. All right. So let's go with the first question, and it is from Drew Kerr, 17 on Twitter. He tweeted at me and Brady, and he asked, Why does OKC always seem to forget about Adams late in games? Seems like tonight is the golden opportunity to exploit Boban, not being able to defend the pick and roll well. So why not force them to take him out of the game because he can't keep up with Adams?
1: I know I, I know, Drew didn't ask Chisholm, but Chisholm, I'll let you go ahead and take that one. <laughs> I
0: appreciate that. Uh, here's something that I think people don't talk about a lot in basketball because it's kind of like a touchy subject. Personalities matter a lot. Oh, and, I
2: completely agree
0: with yeah, that. Yeah, and it's it's a huge, huge factor that no one really takes into consideration on a daily basis. I don't think Steven Adams wants those shots.
2: I don't think he does either.
0: I, I think he wants to play a role. I think he wants, if you, I mean, and he will dunk on lobs and stuff, but he is not going to be, hey, Boban's on me. Can we run some offense for me? That is never going to be Steven Adams. So I think that's why that doesn't happen because Steven doesn't care. And yeah. It's, it's, if you ask Steven, hey, do you want to set a really good screen and get Paul George a wide open three, or do you want to dunk it on Boban? He would choose the screen every time. Yeah. No, I, oh, I,
2: I agree God, he absolutely with that.
1: murdered Boban on that dunk. He did. It was <laughs>
2: beautiful. I, mean, I think we all laugh, left out of course. our chairs yeah, at that point.
1: Yeah. You could just tell something was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a hard foul, and yeah. it would just be like an unmovable object and an unstoppable force kind of a situation. But no, Adams finished the dunk. It was amazing. It was. Um, yeah, I, I just. You forget how high he can jump sometimes. You yeah. How, yeah, how athletic he no, is. He's incredibly athletic. And for Boban, who who can't
2: he can't for get as off the big floor. and
1: tall as he is, he can't leave Earth. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's strapped. His knees will just. His just, shoes are filled with concrete. Like, it hurts my knees thinking about Bobon trying to jump, but. Um. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Th- I mean, to what Chisholm is saying it's, it's just. I mean, that's just Stephen Adams' personality, and that's not the Thunder offense, right? Now he'll get his opportunities from trash miss miss layups, especially when Russell comes back. Uh, I don't know how many times Stephen Adams has been in position to to get a either a game tying layup or a game winning layup because Russell Westbrook gets to, gets the rim, penetrates the paint. Misses the layup, but Stephen Adams is right there to pick it up. And that's, you know, I can live with that. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I think anybody can live with that as your third option, um, especially if Schroeder's going to have, what, what was he, four of 15? It, it was bad. bad. It was just bad. You know, that's just what we're going to say about it. Um, Yeah, just bad.
2: It was pretty bad. So two let's of, go ahead it and was move two on. Two of
1: 15 is worse than you thought.
2: Oh, good, good. <laughs> 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 Moving on to the second question. This is also from Drew Kerr, 17 on Twitter. He asked, the offense. Well, he says the offense was dismal tonight. But what's going on with the defense? I know no Robertson and all, but isn't this team supposed to be much improved from last season? Seems like certain guys just lack intensity on that end of the floor.
1: Well, uh, again, this, yes. game, this, this game is kind of hard to kind of kind of go with this question because outside of the the beginning and the end, the Thunder's defense was incredible. They shut down everybody. They played good defense without fouling. They played smart defense. Uh, they got back in transition, but again, I mean, I, I hate, I, I hated what I just said. Besides the end, well, that's when games were won, right? <laughs> Especially against a team like LA, who Chiz and I have kind of talked about this all night. LA is a ro, they, they have a roster full of very average to good NBA players. Yeah. You know, no stars, but like their roster is so deep of players that any any team would want to have coming off their bench, any championship com- caliber team would love having coming off the bench. The Thunder would have love to have two or three of these guys. Right. So, you, you know, and I, I kind of said it deep in the third quarter where I thought, you know, I think the Thunder are in danger of losing this game because they can't pull away. And I think unless Paul George starts catching fire, when your two best offensive players, just can't hit anything. I mean, your opponent is going to go on a run and, and, it's not like LA just couldn't miss anything. They went on it on a normal run. And I know they ended up scoring thirty seven points in the fourth, but that was because, you know, I think six or seven of those points came from foul shot intentional fouls at the end of the game and the Thunder just not scoring on offense and just gave LA more opportunities. It, but it wasn't like LA just did anything spectacular. It was just the Thunder could not hit shots and their best player could not hit a shot. So um I, I kinda see where this question's going, but I've been fairly impressed with the defense considering all things. Uh, I mean the big thing from last year was this team cannot defend without Andre Robertson and in two games with a rookie playing, you know, eight to nine minutes against Clay Thompson and Lou Williams, um, and then a lot of new pieces kind of put in different positions on the floor. I've been fairly impressed with the defense. Going yeah. to start though, yeah, at the end of the day it's all about wins and losses, but Moving forward, I think the Thunder can at least be happy with their defense, knowing that Andre is going to come back at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The defense has been good and stretches. Uh, if I was going to nail down of what the biggest issue though is, it I spoke about it earlier. Patrick Patterson has not been what he was advertised to be on the defensive end, and that very easily could change. Uh, we sure hope so because that man that'll be a tough uh, that'll be a tough reach if the whole year we're going. Man, Patrick Patterson just can't guard anybody. Uh, and then yeah, to your point too, Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo, uh, Alex Abrines. Well, Alex has been better on defense, and Terrence has been fine on defense. Uh, and Hami is, I would say, he's been below average.
2: Uh, he's getting there. Gu-
0: guarding Lou Williams and Avery Bradley and guys like that who are just crafty scores. It just hasn't gone well for the Thunder so far. Uh, I think those two positions are really a weak point now in the defensive end right now. Uh, and Dennis Schroeder, his he's a good he's a good defensive player. He's not incredible. Uh, he played. He played a great game against Golden State, but I thought he played a eh, subpar game on defense tonight. Uh, subpar game, really overall. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think that's really what it traces down to is basically Gallo was getting anything he wanted, and Lou Williams basically just took over the second half. I mean, it was really that simple. And it's just who's guarding those two guys. Uh, well, an inexperienced player who started I don't know twenty games last year. I have no idea. Not a lot. Started 20 games last year. Yeah. And then Patrick Patterson, who is just not performing since he's been in Oklahoma City. I, I think that's really what the defensive issues come down to right now.
2: Absolutely. That's a shame.
1: I'll, I'll take the last one so you can answer it, Madison. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. for it. Um, but I can't read. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> Along those same lines... Would you expect to see more or less of any particular wings based on that? Patterson and Grant seemed out of it tonight. And if there's a chance with the smaller lineup with PG acting as a pseudo four or possibly more time for um, the Noel-Adams combo. Really quick, I want a Noel-Adams combo. I think it's coming at some point. Billy put it through it out there during the blue-white scrimmage for about six minutes, and it was as fun as I thought it would be. So I think that's coming, but I think that'll be much later in the season. But yeah, just go ahead. We have to
0: come up with a great nickname for that lineup.
1: Yeah, Twin Towers is so old.
0: Yeah. yeah, Bruce Brothers is also old. That's been <laughs> yeah. used a thousand times. Yeah.
2: So. Now, I want to see that too. There was a couple of times that we had Steven and Dakari out there at the same time, and I know Dakari is a very different player than Orlando Noel, but I thought that was kind of fun to watch. So like, big, Dakari, so big. Yeah, big guys out there, and that's. I think we need that. I don't see why we don't use more of that. But I don't know when it comes to more of like some wings that I'd like to see. I'd love to see more Jeremy. I think he's a great off-the-bench player. And when he is out there, you know, obviously we have some struggles. I think I thought he played pretty good offense. Uh, I think it was the Warriors game. Maybe it was one of the preseason games. They're all starting to jumble together, and we're not even into the season at all yet. So that's good. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely want to see more Jeremy. I want to see more Alex because I think Alex, the more playing time. He's one of those players that if you give him a chance and he gets that confidence in him, then he's going to be able to knock down those shots. And those shots are what the Thunder crowd wants to see from alex and when he is able to deliver those shots that arena goes crazy if you're in chesapeake the people love alex abrinas when he's able to knock down especially those corner threes that he always seems to get good looks at so i definitely want to see more of alex out there and i think his confidence is going to come with more playing time and if billy gives it to him then i think he's going to give to us what we all want from him
1: yeah, just aggression and confidence, and that's that's going to happen if Billy decides to throw Alex Brantz out there consistently in the same type of rotational spot around the same time, and then if he is hot, just like he was tonight, you can play about 15 more minutes, and he certainly deserved it tonight up until that very, very, very regrettable yeah. turnover at the end of the game. That yeah. was kind of the death nail to the team in the game, but uh, wasn't wasn't just on one player. This was a team failure in every sense of the phrase. Um but yeah, the Thunder drop a game to the Clippers, 108 to 92. Uh Paul George finishes with and uh twenty points on seven of twenty seven, three of eleven from three, uh Steven Adams seventeen and eighteen, Schroeder with eight points and uh eight assists uh, the lead, leading scorer off the bench was none other, none other than Raymond Felton with 12 points. Uncle Alex, Ray <laughs> Ray. Yeah, Alex yes, Ray Br- Ray. Alex Brinus with 10 points. New Snowell, 9 points, 5 rebounds, a blo- uh, 2 blocks, and a steal. Um, yeah, just not enough scoring from your best player on the road in a game that they should have won. So uh, moving forward, the Thunder have Sacramento in the home, home, home opener at 6 o'clock in Oklahoma City at Chesapeake Energy Arena. I, like a lot of other people, assume that'll be Russell Westbrook's first game for the 2018-19 season. Um, I'm sure the Thunder are very excited to have him back. Um, but like like we've been saying, that that's going to be a game that the Thunder need to win. So, yeah. Once again, the Thunder Drop <laughs> game, they probably should have won, 108-92 to 92 in L.A. Uh, Chisholm, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks,
2: Chisholm. I appreciate you letting me super, tag along.
1: Yeah, super late Anytime. at night. Anytime. It's 1.45 right now. It just turned 1.45 in the morning. Let's and go. So we've got a few more minutes of work, and then uh, then we all get to go home. But, yeah, thank you so much. Of and, course. you know what, you need to get your own podcast in here. So <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hell, yeah. Madison, any final thoughts?
2: Uh no. I'm excited for Sunday. I'm eager rather than anxious. I think it's gonna be good. I hope it's gonna be good. My fingers are crossed, my toes are crossed, and I hope we see Russell Westbrook. And I think it's gonna be really good for this team to get on the home court. Honestly, I really do think there's gonna be a whole new type of energy when we see the Thunder take the court at Chesapeake. So only time's gonna tell and we'll see you there on Sunday.
1: The return of Buddy Healed. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right and with that we will sign up from the okc82 podcast for mr chisholm holland and miss madison morris this is brady trantham thank you guys so much for listening to okc82 podcast thank you for all the the ratings and the comments so far on itunes i really appreciate that and uh, we'll be sure to put out information on where to listen to this on on the franchise on our twitter accounts on everything so just stay tuned and uh, we'll keep you posted but for everybody else this is brady trantham good night everybody